Welcome back, me sweet listener. I'm Donna Peters. I'm an advisor to executives and next generation leaders who strive to be both career oriented and life minded. The Me Sweet podcast is a forum for how to lead our lives with more purpose, planning, and power, like C suites lead the companies we most admire. The C suite wakes up every day focused on three key decisions. Number one, are we living our own core values? Number two, is everything running smoothly in our day to day? And number three, how do we as individuals stay fresh and relevant for the future we desire to have? You get the idea. We each need a C-suite mentality for leading our own lives. We each need a me-suite, a source of power for the life-minded. Let's get in there. This episode is brought to you by Social Distancing. We are likely all familiar with the concept of DNI for diversity and inclusion, but you may not have heard of GNI for generation inclusion. Precious Price, who is the founder of the Brand Table and the podcast host for Strategy Behind Branding Yourself, she and I collaborated months ago across our millennial and Gen X experiences, and we recognized a need to focus a discussion around generation inclusion. And COVID seems to have brought this more to the fore given our reliance on technology and different ways of learning and contributing and communicating across generations. So we thought that this dialogue would be very appropriate for the Me Suite. And Precious introduced me to an expert in this area, Tanya Morris. And we will learn from Tanya today about the value and the concept and what we all can be doing to nurture generation inclusion and how to have more G&I in our DNA and in our skill set as leaders. And I will turn it over to Precious to introduce us to Tanya Morris. We have Tanya Morris as our guest today. Tanya is the founder of Simply HR Inc. and the Generational Connector. Tanya is the recipient of the 2019 Stevie Business Award for Maverick of the Year for her work around generational inclusiveness. Tanya, how are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. So you have some hefty experience within the generational connection space. How did you get started here? I am so glad you asked that. I remember, and a lot of people ask me all the time because I've coined the name as the generational connector. You know, I spent over 25 years in human resources and I thought and I saw a shift in the workplace. And the shift because it was more younger people coming into the workplace. And as I was an HR director at the time, I noticed some biases mm-hmm. and it, I really didn't like it. You know, I have two boys. I have a Gen Z and I have a millennial as well. And so mm-hmm. I thought that, well, how cool would it be to learn the mind of these young people? Right. Mm-hmm. It was a great journey because it kept me looking young, number one. But most importantly, <laughs> I was a big advocate of these, this millennial and, and Gen Z generation. And so I went on a quest because I saw a lot, a lot of um, biases and I want to be the resource, the number one resource to help organization understand that mm. it's a new day mm-hmm. and it's time to level up and, and change things. So that's what it all started that way, I would mm-hmm. say. Definitely. That's amazing. I, I'm, I'm going to have so much to learn from you here today. Let's start with tips. Do you have, I don't know what the magic number is. Is it top three? Is it top four? 
What would be your top tips for working across generations, knowing that our listeners are representing different generations? First of all, I want to give you guys a snap view of why I believe these tips are very important. Okay. First of all, the workforce has changed and Mm. now more so than ever, correct? Mm -hmm. And so when I say it has changed, I mean that what used to keep us don't keep us anymore. What excite us, don't excite us anymore. Mm -hmm. The evolution of why we even come to work is so different. Some of us had to come to work. Some of us was told to go to work and, you know, get a good um, education, get a good job. Mm -hmm. But we got a generation now, you can't feed that to them. They are coming for purpose. That's number Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. So when you start looking at the evolution of the workforce and the relationship between employee and employer, Now we can talk about the top three or four things that is needed in today's workplace in order to sustain five generations. Because we have five generations working um, side by side for the Mm -hmm. first time in our history. And we all know that, right? Amazing. But the question is, how can we all get along so we can all belong? And that's something that is my driving force. That is my mission. How can we get along so we all can belong? And so I thought about that and I interview a lot of the millennials and the multi-generation. I'm a multi-generation person because I believe it takes all of us. Mm-hmm. And I think we all can bring some to the table. So the top three things I think, especially in this remote world that we are grown and blindsided in, mm-hmm. number one, we have to communicate. And I say that to a point where we we say we communicate, but it's we got to use different mediums and vehicles to be able to communicate. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just it it blows me away when we say well the younger people don't know how to communicate. And so I tell the story all the time. I've gone to many restaurants, and I've seen the universal posture, and that's when everybody is bent down and and looking at their phone. Yeah, that's the new <laughs> communication, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one piece. But I do think we have to leverage right now in this remote workforce, the technology piece. Mm-hmm. We all are working together and some of us are being exposed on the technology side of it. So if, if I can say one thing about cross-generation, we got to leverage this technology. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, leadership like no other. You have, you have to have leadership. I mean, you got to have compassionate leadership. You got to pull out all the stock. So the three things I would say in this remote workforce is leveraging technology because we we are all blindsided. We are thrown into technology eight hours a day, sometimes 10 hours a day. We need to leverage that from one another. And the different generations can do that. Leadership is definitely going to be the key. We see we need leadership on this pandemic right now. And then communication. And I can't say communication enough. I think we need to over communicate. Yeah. So I want to break this down a little bit. We're working virtually. Uh, Last week, I was on a call that had some PhDs on it, and they were in their early 60s, all by video because of the Mm -hmm. global Mm -hmm. health crisis. And they're probably the youngest people on the call were about 24, 25. The older people in their 60s were struggling with where to find the buttons on the Zoom. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't mute myself. I don't know how to share my screen. The younger people were kind of snickering and you could see them kind of smiling on the video. Mm -hmm. What are your tips for that? I recognize that we all need to be adopting technology and we do need to be communicating better. 
I want to zero in on the word you used, maybe it's the compassionate word of how do we work together in this environment where we're propping everybody up and Mm -hmm. finding what's in common or actually helping each other rather than finding the okay boomer moments. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I'm glad you say that because, you know, I'm not a person that's all for one generation. That's why I believe in generation inclusion. Yeah. But one of the models that I put out is the care model. I think we got to care about people. Yeah. We got to care about one another. And let me just let me just break Mm -hmm. down the care and what that really means. When I think about when I talk and teach. And um, speak about this here. The care model to me is so important. So number one, we got to communicate. We got to communicate often. Mm -hmm. But we got to appreciate, which is the A. We got to appreciate one another. Yeah. We have to appreciate one another. Then we have to respect one another. And then we got to engage each other. Yeah. And so when I think about the care model, you know, and that same example that's that's going on, they're snickering about the older people, you know, Uh and all that stuff. I just really want us to be mindful that we are in this together. And I think that's why I'm a big advocate of generation inclusion, Mm -hmm. because I think that we all have something to bring to the table. We have we focus so much on the differences, but at the end of the day, we have so much in common. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we have far more in common than we do differently amongst generations. So when you're in instances like that, especially now, right, mm-hmm. where we're having these Zoom calls where a lot of people, you know, have not used this type of technology mm-hmm. ever, if at all, how can you really show that compassion in that aspect? And when I think about your example, it's just a matter of being helpful, right? And thinking yeah. back to when you did not know, mm-hmm. because across generations, like Tanya has touched on, we all have, I, I guess, our focus, right? What we're good at. Generations right. have what we're good at. So if you understand what you're good at, use that to teach other people and to be compassionate with those topics rather than looking at it as an opportunity to elevate yourself above a certain generation. That is absolutely correct. And that's why I go into organizations to disrupt that pattern. Mm. Because what used to bother me, it was okay to say, I have a stereotype about you know, a different generation, it was accepted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. why I moved away from D&I and said, you know what, my focus is going to be on G&I, generation mm-hmm. inclusion, because it's in your face. And just like Precious talked about, oftentimes we are not taught or it's not a culture to embrace the differences and appreciate the differences and understand that, you know what, I may do it differently, mm-hmm. but I want the same thing. It's okay. Yeah. It is okay. And I, and I believe that we got to get back to compassion. And I think you can have compassion one generation at a time. I, I truly believe that. And that, that's where my heart is at. Mm. I mean, it goosebumps over here. <laughs> is there something that you advise us differently on if we're working in teams that are cross-generation versus we are doing a one-on-one dialogue cross-generation? Is there advice that's different if it's a team versus one-on-one? Well, I think that when you're doing one-on-one, especially as a leader, coaching is going to be very important because we're building relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, I I may not get to know you as a person in a team environment, and, this, and that is important. Team is very important. Mm-hmm. But I would say to leaders, I think it's especially in today's um, workforce now, it's an equally important for you to spend time to learn and understand 
and get a different perspective of how we think and, and, and how different generations go about doing different things. That's number one. So I do think it takes a little bit more effort. Mm-hmm. But number two, when you're dealing with a, a team, most generations, especially the younger generation, they're used to collaboration. Mm-hmm. But it has to be the culture. It has to be embedded. And because they're most the most social generation it is. So why not? Mm-hmm. And I think we failed in that because we do more parenting and less coaching. I oh. say that all the time. Less we need to do um, less parenting and more coaching, I should say. Uh-huh. And that's what trips us up in the workforce because we see these triggers because they may do something a little bit different. And then we go into mommy mode or daddy mode. And so that's I think if we can get away from that and embrace the differences, you know, and I, I did a survey of all my um, my son's colleagues, friends in college, and I asked, what is the difference? And they said that you don't judge us. Oh. Don't judge. And so if we can bring that same concept in the workplace, whether it's in-person or expert, I think ex- in-person it's a little bit more because when you're in a, in a group mm-hmm. or a team, you can hide behind a lot of different things, right? But when you're one-on-one, you get to know that person. And I think if we do more of that and do it the correct way, we can really bridge those generation gaps in the workplace. So when you said it's not judging, did you mean that's the difference between parenting and coaching? Right. Got Absolutely. it. That's interesting. I'm a, I'm a parent. So yeah. if I had an employee that may have done something a little bit different, uh, right? yeah. and it may give me a trigger of my child, and I may instantly go into mommy mode, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> As opposed to taking a step back and say, you know what, let me understand why they go about doing it this way. Right. So I can give you a, a prime example. I had a client that said, I asked one of the um, workers, co-workers, uh, workers to get this particular task done. Mm-hmm. Right. So 15 minutes later, he came back and said, I thought I told you to get it done. And so this millennial said, you did, but you didn't say when you need it, how you need it. They needed specific. Mm-hmm. Just don't assume. Uh, As parents, we say, do this, do this, and do that. We don't even show people. We just assume they're supposed to get, get it done. And we just have to take a step back. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that is a good example. I was working with someone fresh out of undergrad a few years ago. Brand new team. I had just met everyone. Brand new project. Brand new client. Everything was new, new, new. And we needed to create a status report, a red, yellow, green, mm-hmm. uh, to show the different activities in the work plan. Where were we on? Where were we off? The guy right out of college comes to me with a status report and everything on it was red. Because <laughs> it's stuff right. <laughs> and I thought, holy smokes, what project have I inherited? This is a mess. What are we into? I have an emergency. Mm-hmm. And then when he started to describe it, he said, oh, no, 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 no. Everything is great. It's all red because we're finished. Right. We get to stop. There's no more work to be done. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought was, well, yay, I'm glad with that answer. But the second thing I thought was, okay, uh, that's the craziest use of a red, yellow, green scorecard I've ever seen. But his logic was completely valid. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Complete. He just had never been exposed to a typical scorecard before. That doesn't mean he couldn't learn it. He had just never seen one in the corporate way. Right. But the logic that he used to prepare one made complete sense. Spot on. And, and I tell people all the time, we yeah. are so accustomed mm-hmm. to telling people what to do as opposed to showing them 
yeah. what we want it to be. Yeah. That's a difference. Interesting. And but that perspective, you learned a lot, and that that's a story that you can tell on and on and on. Because had you not taken taken a step back, you probably would have put that person on the pit plan. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Can't even prepare a scorecard. Right. You, know, you didn't give them an opportunity, so you would have put them on a pit plan. And see, we jump to conclusions sometimes. Oh, it's interesting. okay mm-hmm. to have understanding how, how did you get to, I, I use this story all the time. Uh-huh. My son, he, when he was in high school, he wanted to spend a night with his best friend. Mm-hmm. And so I came from a generation where mom said, no, no mean what? No. <laughs> so I said to him, I said, no, Austin, you can't spend a night. So he took a step back and he said, I'm not trying to disrespect you, but I want to understand how did you get to the no? Oh, I didn't even have an answer for it. It was still no, but the, 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 the uh-huh. learning lesson is that they have a different perspective of different things. Mm. And we mm. have to embrace that. It's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. The way that we interpret things um, yes. is definitely completely different. The perspective that we have is completely different. And then I will say, Um, which is highlighted in your example, Tanya, we are not afraid to question things, to shake the room, for for lack of better words. We are not afraid to do that because in those instances, when you are questioning things, when you are shaking the room, all of us are learning. I bet you learned. (laughs) Okay. And I I love the word shaking the room because one of the things I tell employers, what we walk around and whisper about, they Uh demand it. Mm-hmm. And so I think the world has changed so much, especially from an employment standpoint, because now they have access to the world. And so they're job creators. And so we have to embrace them not as workers anymore, innovators, creators. That's what we need to start doing. That's the new workforce. Yeah. One of my other podcasts, I interview a chief strategy officer and his mantra is that no one has a monopoly on good ideas. That's right. Absolutely. And if you're only playing to the hierarchy and the org chart and you're only going to the senior people to get ideas, you're missing this whole universe of innovation. It's amazing mm-hmm. how we get things like right now with all this chaos going on. I just let yeah. them the juices come. And I love it because I just want to have fun, but I also want to learn. And that's, a, I think, a creative way of learning. And that's, that's the kind oh, of work yeah. environment we're going to have to start having. Yeah. We can use all of the different generation. And that's yeah. why I love generation inclusion, because I really believe that it makes an impact in the workplace. Yeah. It hits the bottom line. I know diversity does as well. And I, and I think diversity and inclusion is very important, but it becomes complicated. Mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. cases, as opposed to the generation, because I think there's a lot of things that we can have a um, a clear strategy, if you will. Mm-hmm. We can um, leverage the different generations to get the things that we need to help us grow and be innovative in our cultures. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started Simply HR simply to be the number one resources for multi-generation in the workplace. I just believe that we need each other. Mm. And I believe in order for us to belong, we need to get along. And these things that I'm talking about, having generational conversation, being generation inclusive, it makes a difference. I think now as we go through this pandemic that we are going to see that people do matter. Mm. It doesn't, I mean, we really matter. And I think we're going to have stronger workforces as we get out of this here. Mm -hmm. The world is a better place with you in it, Tanya. This is amazing. 
It's not business as usual anymore. And we're seeing and witnessing that now. It's not about how much money. It, this pandemic has not discriminated, right? Mm-hmm. And so if anything, we're going to learn, we're going to learn that we need one another from a technology standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, from a, all of it. And so this is the time for us to really take a step back and say, you know what? We do. We need to belong together so we can work together. And, and that's what I'm, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I love Tanya, it. Tell, tell listeners how to find you. You can find me on my LinkedIn, but you can also visit my website, Simply HR Inc. I love to have conversation with a different generation because ultimately what we want to do is all get along so we all can belong. Well, it's needed. And I know if you're behind it, it will be successful. Tanya Morris, everybody. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you for joining us in the Me Suite. I'm Donna Peters. Subscribe to the podcast. Share ideas for future episode topics. Visit us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and at themesuite.com. That's the-me-suite.com. Sweet like executive suite. That's the-me-suite.com. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.